0: What's up everyone, on this week's episode, I'm gonna tell you about a new tradition that America should adopt for single people. What Donald Trump has wrong about the NFL and the so-called rating slump, and the Catholic Church is yet again rocked by a new scandal. All of that and much, much more. I'm your host, Grayson Gregory, and this is the Prove Me Wrong Podcast presents What's Happening. So, off the top, the NFL season is set to kick off in just three short weeks. So, I ask you. Are you ready to to football? Yeah, because. I'm not. In full disclosure, I loathe the NFL. The only NFL games I watch throughout the season are those that can be seen on holidays or the Super Bowl. So I watch Thanksgiving, maybe a little bit of Christmas, and then if I have nothing else to do on Super Bowl Sunday, I'll tune into that game as well. But let's be honest. During most of these events, I'm shooting the shit with family and friends, drinking booze, and the game usually only serves the purpose of being background noise and giving me an excuse to drink booze when the sun is still up. And mimosa,
1: and cocaine, get me booze.
0: I know the Eagles won the Super Bowl last year, but I couldn't even tell you who the starting quarterback of the Eagles was. Like I said, I loathe the NFL. With the NFL being right around the corner, of course that means they're going to be forced to start hearing from our dumb dumb in chief about the national anthem and how the NFL ratings are plummeting. Side note, if you're a Trump supporter and you're turned off by the fact I don't like him, I hope you find solace in the fact that I also did not support Obama or Bush either. I don't put politicians on a pedestal and I'm an equal opportunity hater around these parts. Here's what Trump said just a few weeks ago during a speech he gave in Montana.
1: Hey, how about the NFL? Look, I I don't want to cause controversy. You're right, USA is right. I don't want to cause controversy, but how about they pass this stupid thing? You don't have to... Do this anymore. If you don't respect the flag or if you don't like the country or whatever it is, just go into the locker room. Just go into the locker I think in many respects that's worse. Isn't that worse than not standing? You know? I think that's worse. So they say go into the locker room. It's okay. The anthem's getting ready to play. They run into the locker room. Then they come back out. You know what? I, it doesn't play. It doesn't play. It doesn't play. I actually think in many ways it's worse. I heard this thing that they, they were so happy. The owners, this commissioner, where this guy comes from, I have no idea. They're paying him $40 million a year. And their ratings are down 20%. But you know why the ratings are down? Yes, the flag. But they're also down because people find politics. In other words, hitting Trump, incorrectly, but hitting Trump. They find that to be much tougher, meaner. And more interesting, than watching a football game. They actually do. And they're watching the cable networks instead of watching football. They're down 20% since this whole thing started with the flag and the anthem.
0: Wow. So a lot to unpack there. First, he said he doesn't know where the commissioner Roger Goodell comes from. Um, Donald, hey, dear Donald, um, he's from New York. Uh, just like you. And oh, by the way, Goodell's father was a Republican who served in both chambers of Congress. So you heard Trump say the NFL ratings are down 20%, so I did a little bit digging to go and find out are the NFL ratings actually down? Yes, but only if you compensate for the overall decline in TV viewers due to streaming services, you know, like Netflix, Hulu. If you do compensate for the overall decline in TV viewers, NFL ratings are actually
1: up. going up. On a Tuesday.
0: Like my dad always says, Grayson, just give me the facts. So, Pops, here are the facts. NFL ratings declined 9% in 2017 and were down 8% in 2016. However, in the prized 18 to 45 demographic, the NFL declined 12% in 2017. However, All the ratings are down for all the networks across the board. From Deadspin.com, here's how some TV networks you probably watch or used to watch fared in 2017. All of these are coming from Nielsen ratings. NBC, down 19%. Fox, down 8%. What? I thought Trump's always talking about Fox News and their ratings. Yes, them too are also down 8%. CBS down 19%. ABC down 15%. A non-political network like the Disney Channel is down 24%. So what does all this mean? By comparison to the other networks, Americans actually watched more of the NFL because of the player protest. The NFL's share of rapidly shrinking TV audience grew in 2016 and it grew by an even larger amount in 2017. As a percentage of people who are watching television, the NFL is commanding its biggest audience in the history of the league. Also, Can just one reporter ask Trump on the spot in like one of those Rose Garden interviews if he can recite the entire national anthem? Because I would be willing to bet he does not know all the words. The whole debate would end tomorrow about the national anthem if just one reporter had the stones to ask Trump on the spot to be able to recite the national anthem. You might say, Grayson, what makes you think he doesn't know the national anthem? Well, you remember this little clip from last year's college football championship game? He doesn't even know the words! And as I've said on the Prove Me Wrong podcast before, I know that he doesn't know the words because that's what I look like when I'm rapping at a concert or in my car and I don't happen to know the next verse that's coming up. I just stay quiet, kind of move my mouth like this, and then I pick up on the next verse that I actually know. Lastly on the subject, why do we even have the national anthem perform before games? Look. I enjoy that we do it. I like this song, but what if we never had that tradition before and Trump just came out today and started saying, you know what, we're going to sing the national anthem before every game. That would be a little bit creepy. I mean, the UFC doesn't even do it before any of their fights. Not even the small fights, the big fights, none of them. It doesn't take away one iota from watching the event. So should we even be doing it? I don't know. I get that it's a tradition, but if that tradition started today, it would be creepy as fuck. But enough Trump talk for the week, let me tell you about what I'm streaming. (laughs) So the only actual TV show that I watch is a show called King of the Road on Viceland. If you've never seen it you need to go watch it. It's a scavenger hunt slash skate contest where they pit three teams against each other and they drive around the country, competing in various tasks and skills challenges. And there's a lot of shenanigans that goes along with it as well. It's kind of like Jackass meets the X Games. And I love it. All the other shows I watch are either on Netflix, YouTube, Hulu. And thanks to my friends, Blaine and Taylor last week, I went on a binge watching this new docu-series called I'm a Killer on Netflix. Here's a snippet of that trailer.
1: I just got to the point where I said, man, fuck this shit, I'm going on that (laughs) bro. You think that's really solid, don't you? I, I could honestly say that You don't understand death row until you're there. You don't know if you're gonna get the death row and people are gonna be trying to kill you, murder you, fight you. You can't put that into words.
2: I know
0: you can't look at me without seeing that, what I've done. But I would just hope that people could look at me and see me as more than that. They're gonna do everything they can to make you out to be a monster. At the time, a lot of them wanted me to die. I
2: need to see him. I need to physically see him. Take his last breath and go to the Lord.
1: Everybody in my life, like, they didn't believe it. Not Robert, Not, not the Robert we know, but a lot of people didn't know me as well as they thought they did either. You know what they say about hate? It'll eat you up inside.
0: The show is absolutely riveting. Each and every episode takes you down so many different twists and turns and it makes you feel some type of way as some of these guys turn out to even kinda be sympathetic figures. Now, keep in mind the show is called I'm a Killer and they're all on death row and all of them are guilty of said crime. It's kind of like watching Sons of Anarchy or The Sopranos where the villain actually invokes some sympathy out of the audience. Now, not all of them, but a few of them do. And I say this to you as someone that had one of their best friends viciously murdered almost 10 years ago. My standout episodes are episode one, means to an end. There's a part in that will send chills down your spine, but no spoiler alerts here. Episode 2, Killer in the Eyes of the Law. Episode 3, The Mockingbird. And the one that really messed with my mind and at the end I really didn't know how to feel about it was Episode 9, Living with the Consequences. So if you're looking for a new rabbit hole to go down and need a new series to binge watch, definitely check out I'm a Killer, now streaming on Netflix. Now on to the Catholic Church. Is the Pope Catholic? And making the world safe for pedophiles? Last week, the Catholic Church was rocked by a new scandal where 300 predator priests were named in a grand jury report. Here's from Jake Tapper of CNN. An explosive report alleging a cover-up of Catholic priest sex abuses dating back decades. A grand jury in Pennsylvania just issued its report. It found evidence of more than 300 predator priests, all accused of sexually abusing more than 1,000 child victims. And that's just the witnesses who came forward. CNN's Gene Casares joins me now. And Gene, the Catholic Church has anticipated this report for weeks. Now that it's out, the, the details are incredibly disturbing
2: absolutely amazing. You know, Jake Grandjewers say that the pattern by the clergy was pretty much the same. The philosophy was not to help children, but to avoid scandal. Grandjewers say in the report that, quote, avoiding scandal appears over and over again in the documents that were recovered, and they reviewed over half a million internal church documents. This 884-page report took two years. It was written by 23 Pennsylvania grand jurors who listened to testimony from dozens of witnesses and listened those documents and read them alleging child sex abuse in six dioceses in pennsylvania credible allegations were found, as you say, against more than 300 priests. More than 1,000 child victims were identifiable, but it is truly believed that the numbers are in the thousands of victims. Most of the victims were boys, but girls were also victims. Some were teens, some were much younger. Some victims were manipulated with alcohol or pornography. The abuse is far too graphic to describe in detail, but here's just one example. A priest sexually assaulted a little girl as he was visiting her in the hospital after she had her tonsils out. Grand jurors found that church leaders in every part of the state preferred to protect the abusers and their institutions above all.
1: They wanted to cover up the cover-up. They sought to do the same thing that senior church leaders in the diocese we investigated have done for decades, bury the sexual abuse by priests upon children and cover it up forever.
2: And Jake, the report also describes a priest who quit after being the subject of many child abuse complaints. But he asked for and received, according to this report, a letter of recommendation for work at Disneyland.
0: And and Jean, since since so many of these cases are old and cannot be prosecuted, is anyone from the Catholic Church in Pennsylvania taking responsibility?
2: Well, actually, the grand jury has two presentments, as they call them in Pennsylvania, uh, for two priests that are within the statute of limitations. But the grand jurors say they want to change laws because there were victims in their 80s that remember being sexually assaulted. And that's just too long ago for these priests, if they even would be alive, to be prosecuted.
0: All right, Jean thanks so much. Did you catch all that? We're talking about thousands of children being abused over decades. From abcnews.com, here's just a few of the examples of what these monsters were doing to children. I'm gonna read here for a second. One priest tied up a victim with rope in the confessional in a praying position. When the victim refused to perform sex, the angered priest used a seven inch crucifix to sexually assault him. One priest told a boy he was following that it was okay because the priest was an instrument of God. Priests told children that they would go to hell if they told anyone what would happen and nobody would believe a lying children over a man of God's word. And those were just a few examples out of the literally thousands. If you're still a Catholic at this point, I have one simple question for you. Why? In this country, we give such a pass to this rampant abuse by the Catholic church. And again, I ask why? And it's not just the church. I'd say the same thing if you're still a supporter of Penn State football. Shame on you. And it's from all sides. Yesterday, all Catholic churches were able to hold mass like nothing had ever happened. Imagine the outrage from politicians, particularly those on the right, if it had come out last week that thousands of children were being raped and molested inside Muslim mosques. Bombs would be raining down. But from CBSNews.com, here is the church apologizing yesterday.
2: The Catholic Church has been apologizing since a grand jury report on sexual abuse in six Pennsylvania dioceses was released. Today is the first Sunday since then, and churches across the Northeast are holding a mass of forgiveness. DeMarco Morgan has the latest.
1: In the name of our local church, I voice again my heartfelt sorrow and sincere apology to all survivors of clergy sexual abuse.
0: Bishop Ronald Gaynor with the Diocese of Harrisburg now joins a list of Roman Catholic clergy praying and asking for forgiveness. This comes after a grand jury's report last week in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania alleged rampant sex abuse affecting more than 1,000
1: children by 300 priests in six Pennsylvania dioceses over the past seven decades. Gainer, who is named in the report, is accused of reaching out to the Vatican
0: to protect two of the priests accused of abuse. The Harrisburg Diocese has taken some responsibility for their actions, but the implications of dozens more priests in past decades has victims like Sean Doherty speaking out against the church.
1: Fool me once, you know, fool me twice. It's, it's not, uh, no, I'm not getting fooled again. You know, I'm not, uh, statutes of limitation Legislative fight, that's that's it for me. I'm not looking for, uh, to regain the church.
0: I have no faith whatsoever in the government to act upon the church as a whole, but when the fuck is enough enough? I mean, don't forget, Congress literally held hearings and had an investigation with regards to steroids and baseball. Steroids. Baseball. My name is Rafael Palmero and I am a professional baseball player. Let me start by telling you this, I have never use steroids today yet they won't have an investigation into pedophilia molestation and rape in the Catholic Church we as a society have to do better to start protecting our children whether it's Larry Nassar and what happened with the women's Olympic gymnastics team Jerry Sandusky at Penn State like I'd already mentioned or these monsters in the Catholic Church we have to do a better job of protecting our youth and people have to do a better job of condemning those in charge I don't mean to be so flippant if you are a Catholic but if you still are, why? If you have kids and you let them go to Sunday school, aren't you terrified? Shouldn't you be terrified? And it's not without good reason, as you just heard these thousands cases of abuse. It just makes no sense to me. I saw more outrage on the news and social media about now-fired James Gunn of Guardian of the Galaxy over tweets than I am about this with the Catholic Church and this has been an ongoing problem for decades we found out about this in the late 90s and it hasn't stopped so now that this story has come out from last week do you think it stopped of course not it's still ongoing and it happened to some kids yesterday so if you're a Catholic and you still support your church and you give 10% of your income to the church weekly I will ask you one more time Why? Now I didn't want to end the show on such a bad note, so quickly I want to propose to you there needs to be a new rite of passage, a new party, a new ceremony if you will, for people that make it to 30 years old without ever getting married or ever having kids. I have so many weddings coming up in this next year of all my friends that have now gotten engaged and are getting married and good for them. I'm super happy for them. All I want to know is why isn't there anything for those of us that have chosen to remain single and haven't had children. I would love to have a big party with my family and friends. I could certainly use some new silverware Some new plates, cups. I would love to go on an exotic vacation. vacation. Mm. vacation. But since I've chosen to remain single this long, I'm not afforded any of those same things. I don't get it. Now you might say, Grayson, well what happens if down the line you get married or you have kids and we've already thrown this big party for you. Should you give all those gifts back? What are you supposed to do? But I ask you, for those of you that have already been divorced or for the 50% of you that are likely going to get divorced, do you give those gifts back? Do you have to do something with all those memories that you made in Hawaii? No, in fact, we actually let you do it all over again. So if you get engaged and get remarried, you get to do this whole process all over again. No questions asked. So like I said, I think we need to start a new tradition in this country. If you make it to 30 years and beyond, there should be a party, nope, dare I say, a celebration in your honor. Lastly, gotta say thanks to everyone that reached out last week and told me they had checked out the show. I love this new format, but I'm, open to suggestions, so if there's a topic you'd like to hear, or a way that I can improve it, let me know! If you haven't already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you like this week's video, just give it a little thumbs up, and don't forget to give the Facebook page a like as well. And of course, give me a follow on all socials at Grayson underscore Gregory. I appreciate every one of you, I'll catch you next week, peace!